Hey, this is Sherry Harmel. And before we get into the show, I want to invite you to join the VIP waitlist for my new book, Designing Your Fabulous Next Chapter. Just like the show, this workbook and journal will help you overcome the challenges on your journey to finding your joie de vivre. Go to www.extraordinarywomenmagazine.com to sign up now. You've got all the ideas in your head of what it is that you want to create for your next chapter. Your journal is bursting full of ideas, but without a plan, those ideas are just dreams. They're maybe even wishes. Absolutely nothing is going to happen without an action plan. And that is something none of us wants to have happen. So let's get started. Welcome, everyone. I'm Sherry Harmel. I'm your host for the Extraordinary Women podcast show. And I'm so incredibly happy that you've joined me today. And today we are going to dive into what is step five of the seven step framework from my upcoming book, Designing Your Fabulous Next Chapter. If you want to get on the VIP waitlist, just click below. There's a link for you. But let's dive into this step because this step is all about creating the plan, designing the plan, the big plan for your next chapter, writing it down and laying it out so that you can actually work the plan. Now, just a tiny little review. In step one, we did the dream session. We came up with all sorts of ideas, mind maps, you name it, whatever kind of came into our consciousness as a possibility. Then in step two, You actually prioritized your dreams. You took all that dream information and you decided what was most important to you in your next chapter. In step three, you completed a vision board with all of those priorities that you created in step two. At the most, we talked about having four and some of you might have one, two, three, but at the most, four. Then, In step four, we looked at the gap, the gap between where you are right now and how you want to be living. Because we all have to know where are we right now? What is going on? What is happening? Um, And we, in that particular step, we explored new habits, new ways of thinking and living so that you could begin to close that gap a little bit. So really talked about exploring how you are currently living, who you are spending your time with, how you are spending your time so that you could make the necessary adjustments to get you closer to what it is that you want to create in your life. In step five, this is the time where you put all your dreams into a plan. Remember that phrase? We've all heard it. The dreams without plans are just wishes. I don't want that to happen to any of you or myself for that matter. And I know for myself, and I bet this is true for you also, we have to make concrete plans. Otherwise, we could be sitting somewhere 10 years from now, having a lovely time, but wondering where did the last decade go? What happened to all the dreams that showed up on my vision board and all the feelings that I wanted to feel that I wrote in my journal, but I did nothing. 
I did nothing to move me closer to making any of those things happen. Well, this step is all about making sure that doesn't happen. And for those of you that are sitting there saying, oh, that's great, Sherry, but my little plan just isn't all that important. I'm not going to change the world. But you are. The world around you truly will change as you change. And I want to put out there that this stage of your life is just as important as any of your previous chapters. In fact, this chapter of your life is much like when we were all in high school, ready to graduate and thinking about what college do I want to go to? What will I be studying? What, you know, what kinds of careers might I have? What's life going to be like outside of my parents' home, right? It's, it, it was, it was a, such an exciting time period because everything about our life was changing. Well, I have a feeling that that is true for this chapter of our lives also. So don't let yourself discount this chapter as something less than any of your other life chapters. There's a book out there that's getting a good bit of hype. I haven't spent a whole lot of time reading it yet, but I absolutely love the title. And the title is Learning to Love Your Midlife. Honestly, isn't that what we should all be doing? And when you hear that word midlife, I want you to take away the idea that it truly is analytical and you're halfway between birth and death. That's not what midlife means today. Midlife is more of a phase. It's almost a kind of a way of thinking. And that means that midlife, and that book in particular, Learning to Love Your Midlife, can include anyone between the ages of, say, 40 and even 90. How fun. So let's get busy. Okay. Now, you're probably asking yourself, how am I going to take my vision board dreams and create a plan from the vision board? Don't I just stare at the vision board every day and go through my positive affirmations and things will start to happen? Yes, all of that is important, but we need a plan. Absolutely. A daily plan, too. Um and I'm going to, I'm going to go through an example for you that I think will help you to get a little clearer about what is going to be in the plan. Let's just say one of our categories is that you want to become fit and healthy. Um, and that's on your vision board. And on your vision board, you've maybe got some photos of a woman playing tennis or a woman mountain climbing or hiking or whatever. But she just, she looks happy. She looks healthy. She looks strong. And you know exactly how you want to feel. If that was your category or one of your categories, you'd know exactly how you want to feel in that category because you did your journal work and the other steps. It might be that you want to feel strong. It might be I want to feel confident of my body, whether I'm playing a game like pickleball or I'm playing with my grandkids. I want to feel my health is a top priority in my life. Those are the feelings you want. And now you have to turn that to the next level, um, bring it to the next level, I should say. You know, you've done your your gap work. You've pinpointed some new habits, you know, new habits that maybe you haven't actually started on yet, but some that you want to have 
those new habits could be a clue as to what you want to have in your plan. It might be that you're regularly working out with a trainer. That's something that you're thinking, hmm, that would be a great habit if that was my goal. Um, might be group fitness classes because that combines both fitness, fun, and friends, I call it. Um, maybe you actually have a strength training class that you're doing with a partner. Maybe, um, you know, a habit is, or one of the things that you want to accomplish is that you feel more flexible. Um, I always say I want to do strength training so that my upper arms don't jiggle when I blow, blow down my hair. <laughs> minor goal, right? <laughs> so the next step is to create a 90-day plan. And you might say, why in the world, Sherry, 90 days? One-year planning, if to plan for one year is so far out there that we can convince ourselves that we'll get to it at some point, just not now. If you're like me, I'd probably start thinking about that one-year plan maybe in month eight, month nine, but it doesn't motivate me today. And we do 90 days because 30 is too short. 30 just comes up on you. Uh, You know, we all say time seems to be moving faster and faster and 30 days is too short. And it's it doesn't give you enough time to see kind of how you might want to adjust over the next 90 day period. 90 days allows you to really plan for that month, but also to see progress, plan for progress and help you by planning for progress that actually helps you to stay on track. So given the date today, we're going to plan for April, May, and June. But before we start to lay out our plan, let's just remind ourselves what needs to be true for a plan to work. You've probably all heard of SMART goals. We used them in work. We used them in the educational setting. And SMART goals is just an acronym for specific, measurable, achievable, uh, realistic, and time-bound goals. Now, if you like SMART, that SMART goal meter, go ahead and use it. It's a bit much for me, too many categories, but if that works for you, go for it. But there's certain um, questions that I have to ask myself all the time when I'm setting goals. Um, and number one is whether or not that goal is in my control. Am I solely in charge of whether or not I achieve that goal? For example, And this is a negative. You know, if your goal is my husband and I will make sure only healthy food is in the house, you are relying on your husband to agree with this goal, right? You're depending on him to also not turn around and bring in Rice Krispie bars as an example. So whatever goal you set for yourself, number one is, is it within my own control? Number two, is it measurable? You know, being measurable really forces us to get, I call it, in the weeds and get very, very specific. I won't really know if I accomplish a goal um, unless it's measurable. 
If it's wishy-washy, like I'm going to eat healthier next week, that is so broad, you know, you might at the, and it can be subjectively answered. So at the end of the week, you might say, oh, I did okay. But you're really not checking yourself. There's not enough checks and balances to really see if you achieve that goal. So number two, is that goal measurable? Number three, is it realistic? Can I really do this? Good question. Okay, Um, let's say your goal was to just become fit and healthy in 30 days, you know, like you're going to accomplish everything in 30 days and you're never going to eat another carb in the entire 30 day period and you're going to work out two days a week. It's not realistic. I don't know about you, but it's not realistic for me. I love carbs. And uh, therefore, I know that I'm going to be freaking out by day three and working out for, you know, five, seven days a week and for one hour a day is, is not possible at this point for most people. If this is your goal, if you're, you aren't already in very good shape. And I'll show you what, um, a program I kind of, the plan that I created actually based on my own, uh, fitness, if you want to call it that. So. The questions you're going to ask yourself are, is it realistic? Is it measurable? And is it up to me? Okay. So now I'm going to see if I can get to screen share. That's always questionable. And we're going to go through what this might look like. So here it is. Um, this gives you an idea of what the, what the plan looks like. You can see that I created, um, April, May, and June. These are the three months. And, um, you know, start to write, start to write in. So exercise, I'm writing in. I hope you can all see me. Uh, exercise two, two days a week with a trainer, 30 minutes at a time. Very, very specific. Given my per- personal health and fitness, I know that this is all I can do. I'm using a trainer because I need help, you know, in coming up with a routine and I need help in how to work the mach- machines. Okay. Now, I have to add a little bit of fun. So I'm going to also put in that I want to explore some sport options. Now, maybe it's swimming. Maybe it's rowing. Maybe it's squash. Maybe it's pickleball. Sports are fun. Absolutely fun. Um, we get to do them with other people. We get to feel a part of something, a part of a community, part of a group. And that's important. It also to combine a sport with something, I should say the sport combines, you know, the desire to get physically fit or maintain your fitness while doing something that you enjoy doing. So it's going to be a sport that you will love. But let's say in your first month, you're just going to explore options like where would you go swimming? Um, what kinds of rowing groups are there? Uh, are there squash classes? Are there squash groups? You know, cause I don't know how to, let's say you don't know how to play squash. Um, where does pip- pickleball go on? Okay, now there might be another one. Let's say you want to uh, drink 
bone broth. You've heard and read all about bone broth, um, and you want to drink one cup a day. You can see just how incredibly specific I'm getting, right? Makes perfect sense. Now, afternoons, I tend to drink coffee, but I want to go a different direction, let's say. So I'm going to explore mud, which I see all the time uh, advertised on YouTube, as an example, or maybe a mushroom addition, um, I can spell, mushroom addition to my afternoon coffee, because I've heard that is healthy. Another, um, I'm going to watch my water, okay? And another is I want to find an integrative medicine doctor. Um, And I don't really know, I can spell, integrative (laughs) medicine doc. Um, Because I want to know more. I want to know, let's, and I'm making this all up, but I want to know, more about my, you know, my why is my energy level not as high as it should be? And actually, I'm not making this totally up because I found that I needed to take uh, COQ10, uh, CoQ10, um, and because I saw an integrative medicine doctor as an example, and it, it absolutely changed my energy level. It's incredible. Um, so I wanted to know all of this, and I think that's part of us taking control of not only our fitness, but also our health, what's going on inside of our bodies. Okay, so that's my category for April. Now, if you go out into May, you might say, and you can see how specific I'm getting, you're going to exercise, let's say, three days a week, three days a week, um, two by myself, myself, and I'm going to do 60 minutes because I think I can do that at that point, 60 minutes and one with a trainer. And that is um, maybe still going to be 30 minutes. Okay, depending upon how I feel. Another might be that I've, you know, checked out all the sports, and I'm going to Let's say I'm going to dive into, let's say, uh, squash. Okay. Um, I'm going to um, sign up for one lesson a week. Uh, Or how about we just say one lesson because I'm testing it. Okay. Step number six of the seven-step framework is really about prototyping your plan. And prototyping means test it out because sometimes we need to change things, right? I think the bone broth is still going. I think my mud is still going. Are you ready to design, create, and live your fabulous next chapter? Continue the conversation with your free subscription to Extraordinary Women magazine. Sign up now at www.extraordinarywomenmagazine.com. You get quarterly issues of our gorgeous, entertaining and educational magazine with articles from women who are experts in travel, fashion, food, lifestyle, business and more. You'll also have opportunities to gain community 
and share conversations, plus weekly blogs and bonus content sent straight to your inbox. Live your fabulous next chapter. Subscribe for free at www.extraordinarywomenmagazine.com. Um, uh, the water is still going. And let's say I found a doctor, doc, and have appointment scheduled. Okay, so you see how really detailed the plan is and how the plan builds on itself. So for instance, when you get to, you know, um, June, now you're in the, nine, the, the last month of your 90-day plan, you might be doing three times a week um, and it might be 60 minutes each time. Each time. And you might say uh, one with trainer because you like to have that accountability. Trainers, I know they're, they're expensive, but the benefit of trainers and the benefit for all of this is that you have accountability. This plan is providing accountability that you might have for yourself, but also to, to, to actually place in your plan little um, accountability helps. So as an example, when you sign up for a fitness class, you, you're accountable to that fitness class, right? You need to show up because you signed up, you took a spot, you paid for it. Um, paying for things <laughs> often makes us very accountable. Um, a trainer, a trainer is great one time a week, especially if you're working out three times a week, because the trainer keeps you accountable, but also the trainer can assess whether or not you need to move up a little level of intensity or you need to change your exercises. So it's always good to have an expert in on whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish rather than you being all by yourself solo. Okay. So now I'm going to stop the share. This gives you an idea though. I took only the health and fitness category. Um, and you can see that it's really specific. And what's also important here, and remember those goals, realistic, am I in control of, of whether or not I achieve this? And is it measurable? Um, all of these are measurable. Watch water is probably the only one, the way I wrote it, that is not measurable. Um, you might want to be more specific. You might want to say six of my large water bottles. Be that specific. So it's great to go back and look at your plan and say, is it measurable? Is it realistic? So as an example, realistic, can I exercise two times, two days a week with a trainer for 30 minutes at a time? Is that realistic given my current um, physical fitness? And is it realistic to bump up to three days a week in May, three days a week? And you can see now that the time period has also increased. Is that realistic? And if it is, then you know you're on the right track. So those three questions are really absolutely wonderful for you to, to kind of check in with yourself as you create this plan. So I'm, I'm going to bump out of the plan, the uh, screen share for the moment. And um, something for you to think about here 
is, um, you know, is there, uh, I'm going to back up. So you, I just did the, uh, I did a hypothetical fitness and exercise category. You want to go through this planning process for each of your categories. So if your vision board has four categories, you're going to have four separate plans laid out for each one of those categories. Don't mesh them um, or intermix them um, just because I think you will find it much more helpful as you kind of assess what's working and what's not working. It doesn't then become super random. Now, the other thing that you really want to take a look at is whether or not there are any specific challenges and um I would put that on your plan. So I think I can take you to that place. Um, as an example. Um, so on my, on my, um, plan for the hypothetical plan for fitness and exercise, I put challenges down below because it's good for us to know what could potentially get in the way. So in April, I'm traveling to Paris. Why could that be a challenge? It's jet lag. Um, it, it could be no gym. It could be no space in hotel. If you stay in a hotel, um, uh, different food, etc. Right? That might be your biggest challenge for the month of April. And just for those of you, uh, this is a little side note, jet lag, because as you well know, I travel quite a bit. Um, I have found getting myself on the time zone of where I'm going as quick as possible um, is beneficial. Not as quick as possible. I should say gradually as I prepare for the trip. So as an example, I'm leaving for Paris um, in a week and I am slowly moving the time that I go to sleep uh, earlier and the time I get up earlier, I'm currently in Boston, so I'm on East Eastern Standard Time. And uh, so as I move it, I don't get all the way to Paris time before I depart from Boston. But even if I get halfway, I find jet lag is so, so much better. Um, the month of April, uh, let's say you're traveling to visit kids, okay, and grandkids. You've got some issues. You've got time constraints because they all want to see you all the time. Um, you, again, if you're staying with family, now you've got family, you know, in your space and you want to spend time with them. You love them. You want to spend time with them. Um, but also, you know, you have to figure out how do I keep up my habits? How do I keep up my routines? so that I can do what it is that I want to do in my next chapter. Now, some of you might say, it's not a big deal. I'm just going to take a week off of everything, depending upon how long your visit is. But some of you might say, I need to stay consistent. So I'm just giving you some examples of potential uh, challenges to this particular health and fitness plan. Um, June, it might be that the weather, the weather is so beautiful that you do not want to go to a gym. You don't want to play squash indoors if that's your chosen 
uh, sport as an example. So it might be that you are drawn to being outside and therefore the plan needs to be aware of the fact that that is the particular challenge for that particular month. Um, and, and you need to adjust accordingly. I just used mostly travel experiences and some weather, but there can be that someone's coming to visit you and that can throw your entire schedule off as we all well know. Um, whatever it might be, if you make note of your challenges on your, on your plan, now you can start to prepare for those challenges um, before you get there before you're there. And it actually, the challenges become part of your your plan. It makes it so much easier. Um, and that's a really nice way for you to not beat yourself up because you know you're traveling and you know you struggle with jet lag and you know you're not going to want to um, go out and exercise for two days following um you know, a trip or whatever. Um, and, and you can make adjustments, um, uh, however you need to. Now, it's a 90 day plan. So it's in 30 day chunks and in each 30 day period. So as an example, when you finish April, you will then bump to July and, and add to the plan so that you start to see the same thing, the same progression of um, the habits, the same progression towards where it is that you want to be in your next chapter. So at all times, you've got 90 days in front of you. What's really great is that you take a look at your 30 days when you've completed 30 days, and you can see what worked and what didn't. And there's always things that don't work. So then you can make adjustments to your next 30 day plan, as well as, you know, the, the 60 days in front of that. At all times, though, you've got 90 days to, to look at, to see and 30 day increments with very, very detailed plans. So great questions for you to ask yourself if you're struggling with. You know, what is it I want to focus on for my next 90 days? Which of the four categories do I want to focus on my vision board? Can I, can I do all four categories or do I really want to focus in on one? Some of the questions that I think makes me think and therefore you think probably the, the deepest is which of my dreams Will I be most proud of creating? It's a great question. And contrast that with which of my dreams would I be the most upset if I didn't make it happen? If I was sitting in that cafe, having a cup of tea and saying, where did the time go? Because I did not work my plan. Now, I would absolutely love to hear your ideas. What is the category that you're working on? How is the plan going? Does the realistic, measurable, and in my control questions work for you? Or are you going into SMART goals? Whatever it is, I would love to hear. And also, what's so important is that we share with each other because we get all kinds of ideas from each other and ways of doing things and things we never thought about. 
You know, the two-year-old that asked a million questions to try to figure out their next chapter, we're, we're not that far away from that. Uh, questions, I think, um, enrich our lives because we get to hear all kinds of answers. So I would love to hear your ideas. And if you feel down or, you're, or you feel a little bit shaky about what it is that you want, I want you to just imagine yourself as the that woman, that woman that you want to be experiencing the next chapter that she created. Remember, if you walk into that vision board that you created, you would be doing what she's doing. You would be feeling what she's feeling. That woman is you. You just now need a plan to get there. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today. And if you enjoyed this video, give me the thumbs up and please do subscribe if you haven't already and and share. Talk to me. Give me feedback because I love hearing from you. Happy planning to everyone. We'll see you soon. Abiento.